and welcome to another edition of the Dan Assel Show, sponsored by TF Connect. As always, like to thank my community patrons, Smart Digital, Easy Fairs, Tarsus Group, SISO, 19 events. Today, I'm delighted and privileged to welcome Max Ball and Rachel Parker. Rachel is a director of the Association of Event Venues. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. Uh, Max is uh, executive director of venue sales at the Business Design Centre and chair of the Association of Event Venues. Going forward, I will refer to that as AEV, which is much easier. <laughs> um, so, welcome to both of you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Dan. We're going to we're going to focus more on the conference that you're coming up um, later this month. But to start off with, and starting with you, Rachel, um, obviously a director of the AEV, and I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, for seven years. Yep, that's right. Um, it'd be great if you can just bring your role and the organi organisation to life. Yep, no, of course. So um, the AEV is as an association and um, we represent venues of all sort of sizes and types, um, both across the UK, but also internationally. We've currently got 46 members um, and we actually run by our members for the benefit of the members, but for the benefit of the wider industry. Um, basically, your the venues are, you know, they can be multi-purpose, they can be specialist venues. So we have obviously the, you know, the NECs, the XLs, the BBCs, but we obviously have um, other venues like the Kia Oval, we have Silverstone, so we do attract sure. other to different types of venues. So it's it's quite broad um, across the um, across the spectrum. Um, and basically, our our role is is very much about bringing um, best practice um, across the industry and bringing everybody together and be able to share ideas. Working groups have always been the engine room of the AEV. So when I say working groups, we have different streams of working groups for every single little sector of of, of running a venue. So whether you've got catering, health and safety, security marketing um, and that that has really been very much been the the engine room of um, of what we do over the last six, 17 years now I think we, we've been around sure thank you and and Max I guess same question to you obviously you're the chair of the AEV and you've been associated and as vice chair previously yeah um, be interesting just to understand your role really um, within the organization and again similar question as to how how you feel that the AEV you know, is there for advocacy for the for the industry? Yeah. Um, well, I think Rachel summarised it really well there. I mean, Rachel does much of the heavy lifting. I'll be honest, that we couldn't do the role without her and the fabulous team we have there. So Danny and Wooden, and that goes across the sort of cross-party associations as well. And I think I took over as chair yeah, for my sins last September, so <laughs> right in the eye of it. Um, but I think that the whole purpose of it is to tackle issues collectively and sort of share best practice. And I think that really shone through last year. Um, I mean, Rachel mentioned the working groups there. I mean, there were some, some phenomenal stats. I think we had 14 working groups, 109 virtual meetings while in lockdown, which equates to like 1,700 interactions and over 150 hours of meetings. So it's a hugely wow. powerful yeah. collaboration because you're pulling everyone together, particularly at that time when we were working from home and wondering what direction we were going in. So I think as chair, my role is to sort of bring the board together and, and hopefully steer it in the direction we've agreed. Um, but the, the sum of its parts is its, its real strength. Sure, and, and obviously you work very closely with the other industry associations, the likes of the AEV, AEO and ESSA. Can you yeah. just bring that to life and how, how that works over the last sort of 18 months and how it's going to work going forward? Uh, maybe Rachel? 
Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, we, the AEO, AEV and ESSA all come under the umbrella of the EIA, which is the Events Industry Alliance. Sure. And um, I think up until the pandemic, um, not many people knew that, actually. And no, uh, I didn't. We, <laughs> um, we, all, we all live and work in the same building in Berkhamstead. Oh, and really? I didn't even know that. There you go, we do. <laughs> we, we share our um, sort of the central function of, of finance um, and HR. So uh, Marjorie and uh, Terry work work for all three of us and and I think what happened with the pandemic is um, I think actually everybody realizes members of an association actually that is even more so is when you turn to your association for help because the government very much wanted to talk to the associations rather than all the different members which kind of makes sense and um, and we realized that actually as AEO, AEV and ESSA uh, we really needed to, to work together so we have um, become much much closer we're collaborating much better we're communicating much better so it can only be a positive sure. so one of the positives that have come out of COVID so yeah I think you're absolutely right you know I, I was an exhibition organizer for many years and if I'm being honest I didn't really have an appreciation of any of the organizations we spoke to in terms of the work they did I knew there was an annual conference or an award ceremony and that was pretty much my only touch point so I think as you said some of the positives that's come out of it is all it is is actually brought a lot of individuals as well as organizations together yeah, Max, obviously you're heavily associated, you're the executive director of venue sales at the Business Design Centre. The industry has seen a fa fantastic return to live events. How exciting has it been for you? Massively so. I mean, uh, I think it's been, it was a long time coming. And I think even I drive into work this morning, sort of giving myself a little pinch because we're setting up at the moment for Country Living Christmas, yes. which is our biggest consumer show. So that's Christmas trees, vendors all set up, ready to go tomorrow. And I know how hard we work with the organisers and as an industry to get us to this position. So certainly don't take it for granted. Um, but it seems to have bounced back far quicker and better than probably any, most people had hoped. So I'm really encouraged. And we were talking earlier, Rachel, about the positive that came out of the pandemic that organisations and associations will work closely together. I guess with the return of event, return of events, have you seen that as well? Like a positive in terms of you know the organisers, suppliers, and venue dynamic? Has that has that absolutely. You know, I mean, what what came out of the associations was obviously the all secure standard, which was the government approved um, guidance for the industry, and um, it was very much led with the organisers, the venues, and the suppliers. It was a, it was a three way thing, so we had to sign up to it. And um, and I think what's come of that is therefore the relationship has definitely got better. Um, I think the communication has got better as well between all three, and, and it's had to because otherwise, I think every every both all three factors are all reliant on each other. So um, if they don't work together then it's not going to be the success that it has been to return back. Sure, absolutely. So we want to turn our attentions to the annual conference, um, which is on the 26th of November. It is. At the, at the Business Design Centre, as I understand the it. venue as well. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, coming to you again, if you can just summarise the conference for those that never heard of it, never been, if you can just tell us, you know, who it's for, and what's happening there and why yeah, people should sure. attend. So we, again, you started at the beginning saying I'd been here for seven years. And I think in the first year or so when I was here, I, I talked about the working groups. And I just said, you know, we have this fantastic opportunity where we bring people face to face, but in their own little streams of be it security, catering, whatever. So we decided it's well, it's our fifth conference. So um, let's put it that way. And um, we decided that actually we needed to have an opportunity to bring 
all of those venue um, people, managers, senior managers, and C sort of CEO level as well, together under one roof um, to basically be able to talk as as venue venue people um, in an open forum and learn from each other and but also not just about that it's about the networking side as well so as i said we launched it um actually funny enough at the bbc vdc uh, was the first event so this is now going to be the fifth one um and it's grown and grown over those over the years i keep wanting to say five years but of course we've had a gap because uh, we were due to have one uh and uh, so we normally go in the summer it was supposed to be summer 2020 yeah. um so obviously we're now going um end of november um so for 2021 and um we always have a theme and this year the theme is disruption the new norm um, and again we come up with this theme actually for last year and that was really on the back of Brexit thinking you know what's going to happen with Brexit but clearly what's what's happened over the last 20 months we felt that disruption um we're dealing with disruption and how how the impact of that and the fallout of it is is so apt we felt it was totally appropriate to keep that theme so um so ultimately very much um that the topics that we're doing and i'm sure you'll go to max to talk a bit more about the topics yep. um that we're choosing is very much for the industry um but it's learning it's not learning it's just about coming from our industry it's learning from outside of the industry as well and what we can learn from outside of the industry not just purely for venue people it's obviously a venue very much for suppliers and organizers as well yeah so it's good thank you i was going to ask max the type of people that would attend um can you bring yeah, that to you've got know, yeah, if you've got to know your audience, and it was, it's a broad church, so it's the, the event managers, event planners, the, the director C-levels as well. So it's trying to tick all the boxes, and I think Rachel's done a brilliant job with the steering group of sort of ticking all of those. You know, disruption, the new norm, we thought of that even before the challenges we faced, but we always start off with a really good keynote speaker, so we sort of bring in sort of, in the, in the past, we've had futurists who have given us great insight. Uh, this year, we've got a really good strategic planner called Chris Patton, who's special forces and i've had the benefit of seeing him a couple of years ago i think he'd be fantastic to kick us off so he's, uh, he's md of quirk solutions is that right yeah so he's a really impressive individual i saw him yeah probably a couple of years ago now but it's all about strategic planning and implementation so obviously a key element of business going forwards sure and um i understand that there's other themes and having a look at the the program so for example su sustainability yeah, you know, it's definitely been a, a key discussion point over the last 18 months, you know, again, trying to take a positive out of COVID. It's allows, allowed us to press pause and think about when we restart on, on a number of issues, whether diversity and inclusion, but also sustainability from a venue perspective. Rachel, can you bring that to life and, um, you know, yes. not just the conference, but generally from a venue no, perspective? Absolutely. I mean, sustainability has been, we've had a, a cross-association working group for sustainability that's um, been going probably for four or five years now. And actually before the pandemic, um, and then what progressed during the pandemic was actually um, writing our commitments. Um, so we've actually got commitments for the AEO, AEV and ESSA, um, which we launched uh, a few months ago, actually. So as, as we came, were coming out of the pandemic in the summer, um and and so that's all about um giving giving members an idea and a helping hand as to how they can measure themselves um it's not judging each other it's basically just how they can measure themselves sure. and then potentially being able to measure yourself as well with the other members but it's, it's not a competition but on the back of that as well we're obviously working with um other initiatives that are going on oof you've got an initiative um there's a big meeting tomorrow at cop where um the pledge for net zero for carbon events is going to be launched um which is something that we've signed up to as well and obviously at the conference therefore we've got a panel that um is going to be able to look and and look at the learnings and, and reflect back on what has taken place at cop we're going to learn about um 
So a gentleman from the um, production team from Identity, who's actually the one part of the organisers have pulled it together. So he's going to tell us about how, how it is that uh, what they've had to consider actually hosting it and, and putting it Amazing. on. Awesome. Yes. And then on top of that, Jonathan um, from Levy as well, the MD from Levy is going to talk to us about from the food side of how they've had to source everything from a, from a, a food, having feeding everybody during COPs, so from that side as well. And then we've got Karina um, and Anna, who also talked to us generally about sort of sustainability as well, and particularly for our industry um, and what, where, where it is we can mean, uh, we, we can go. So, yeah, I think it'll be probably one, one of the good, very good sessions um, yeah. and meeting sessions that people will be interested in. And thank you. Max, the, another theme I've seen is life in a post-pandemic world, which is quite a broad topic. <laughs> um, can you sort of bring that to life, some of the, maybe some of the sessions or or some of the you know the key issues around that. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's the obvious elephant in the room. It's looking at sort of what is the new norm after sort of um, the pandemic we've gone through. But I think things like flexible working. I think we've all in events we work long hours and there's a lot of presenteeism. and you've got to be there. But I think um, Steve Sarah from the O2 has got some progressive thoughts on this and he's going to um, chair that session. But it's really about understanding what employees and what companies can look like. Um, and, and taking the best practices out of that and making sure we're efficient and align with other sectors as well. We've got to, you, you constantly hear about other industries, what they're doing and how they're working. We can't be, uh, we're talking about migrating talent, moving to different sectors. We've got to be an attractive proposition and retain, but also hopefully attract talent. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we were talking off air before that I'm doing some work with, with TF Connect in the, in the recruitment uh, sector um and rachel we're you know we're, we're finding that you know there's a lot of people that have disappeared from the industry maybe haven't come back because the grass has been greener on the other side in terms of not so maybe maybe longer hours and that sort of thing um what do you think the industry can do more to to attract talent and also look after the talent they've got i mean i think it is one of the biggest biggest challenges that we've got to be perfectly honest with you in terms of what we can do more we obviously need to make them attractive propositions um but it shouldn't all just be about the pay grade to be honest with you sure. but you know there there is that issue of um you know if you're a I don't know, let's say a carpet fitter who's basically got to go in on a Saturday night to lay the carpets for a show that's opening on a Sunday morning. Um, you're not going to want to do that if you suddenly go and find a job, uh, you know, working for a builder that's, on, you know, Monday to Friday, you know, eight till four, isn't it? It's, it's very different. So I guess it's, it's looking at the the working um, conditions, which I, I believe everybody ha is doing. And, you know, certainly from a welfare point of view, it's something that we've looked at, um, you know, again, across all three associations. So and um, yeah, but it's definitely one of those areas that we have got to to look at and, and, and see how we can can keep and re retain and, and re attract um, sure. the talent. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a session, Max, on the Commonwealth Games, which is which is coming over in 2022 or next year. Yeah. Um, can you bring that to life again? You know, how exciting is that? As from yeah, well, it's, it's a huge event, isn't it? I mean, we all look back only be 10 years next year that the Olympics are the biggest event. Wow, 10 years. Yeah, I remember going. <laughs> yeah, it has. And, and the Commonwealth is absolutely massive. And I think yeah. through our links um, with Ian Taylor at the NEC, he's been fantastically supportive. And sort of Rachel probably better place than me. She's put the, we've got two speakers on, on that panel. We're going to really talk about how it's going to sort of take place. Okay, yeah, Rachel, can you expand on that? Then? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're going to give us basically an overview of what is happening, the um, the, the ins and outs of what, what you know, the, the different areas that they're going to have to look at on the of basically organising the Commonwealth Games on the back of the pandemic. So what are the different areas that they're having to do, which maybe five years ago they wouldn't necessarily have to have thought about. So, um, it, you know, and I think with the Commonwealth Games, it, I think it, it'll be um, it'll be a, a fun 
uplifting, stimulating session on the basis of mm. us. This is great. We're doing this in the UK and we know we're good at it and we're going to smash it out of the park. So, um, sure. so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of their, their material, which would be great. Okay. Um, so if people want to get involved um, in the conference uh, attending, um, what's the best way for them to, to do that? Best ways to come to the website, www.avconference.org.uk. Um, yep. All the information is there. You can book. There's um, preferential me member rates for AOAV and ESSA members. Um, and, yeah, that's the best way. Or give us a call. So. Um, and, Max, what's in store for the AV uh, maybe over the next year, you know, under your tenure? What, what's the what's your main priorities? Well, it's, I think we're spending a lot of time, obviously we've been very busy getting restarted. So again, a huge amount of work on the All Secure guidance, but I think very much it's looking forwards now. And I think along with the EIA, it's about, if you like, let's call it a peacetime plan. What are we going to, what are the learnings from the last 18 months we've been through? How do we work closer with government? How do we sort of take the, all the associations forward and make us stronger? Um, and again, attracting talent and, and making the industry grow, because I think we're the great enabler. I think the government can now understand that we switch hotels on restaurants, transport, the events that we run up and down the country are hugely significant. Um, I think research is going to form a huge part of that, so making sure we've got quantifiable data that we can supply um, when required. So it's going to be, yeah, learnings from the past 18 months, but sort of implementing best practice. Sure. Thank you so much for your time, Max Bourne, Rachel Parker. Wish you the best Thank of you luck. Thank uh, you, and, and you there. Absolutely, I will be there.